Welcome to this week's episode of Babelfish, the podcast where humanists, free thinkers and atheists share their life stories. In this week's episode, I talk to Utan, the president of Society Humanism Nepal and member of the Board of Humanists International. We talk about the long tradition for humanism in Nepal and the rise of fundamentalism. We talk about the caste system and the fight against superstition. I would like to thank my patrons, Happy and Lina Peterson. Thank you so much for your support. Please give Babelfish a good rating in your podcast app. Please share Babelfish with your family and friends. In order to continue the podcast, I need funding. Remember, you can support Babelfish by becoming a Patreon. Become a Patreon on patreon.com or the Danish equivalent, tenor.dk. You'll find the links in the episode description. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm still in Kathmandu and today I'm talking to Adan. You are active in Nepal but also in the international organization yes. so maybe you can present yourself okay hi my name is Uttam thank you for interviewing me mm-hmm. I'm from Nepal uh, of course Nepal is a small country between China and India uh, it is mostly dominated by Hindu uh, religion so it's not that easy to say I'm a humanist but still since the politics is in transit many people doesn't really know this philosophy mm-hmm. But um, if you see the humanist movement in deep history of Nepal, there were many, many humanists in our country from the beginning of the civilization. Let's say Gautam Buddha was yeah. one of the humanist, very rational thinking person. Mm-hmm. And there was a um, person called Jai Prithvi Bahadur Singh who was born in 18th century. Actually, he spreaded humanist idea using the term humanism mm-hmm. at that time in different places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's been here for... More than a thousand years. Uh, Buddha, if you take him, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yes. And there was also a big movement inside Hinduism because many people don't consider Hindu a religion, but it's a, like everyone in living in South mm. Asia were called Hindu at that time. Okay. So uh, there was a movement called Sarvaka in uh, this, uh, you know, uh, country or this continent at least, and that was completely atheist. They were saying hey, these people, the, the Brahmins, are really looting you in the name of God. They haven't seen the God, so forget about the God and try making your life better here. Uh, so that was the movement they started, and that's called Sarvaka. Okay. So that kind of deeply rooted uh, movement is here. But Sarvaka was badly criticized by the religious people uh, and um, also this priest and um, mm-hmm. Brahmins. Brahmins okay. is the upper caste in yes. Hinduism, so they, exactly. they started criticizing them. And if you now say I'm a, uh, I'm I like the Charvaka movement, the people will immediately start criticizing you. Those were the bad people criticizing uh-huh. gods okay. and everything. So yeah. uh, they take it as a negative, but uh, that movement was uh, one of the aspirations for us mm-hmm. uh, in Nepal. And okay. Also, yeah. And how did you become a humanist? Uh, I was a priest in the beginning. My father was very popular priest okay. in my village, so I learned all these Hindu rituals and ceremony, you know, things. Uh, after I finished my class 10, uh, mm-hmm. I, I came to Kathmandu to study further, like class 11 and 12. At that time, I met some uh, people who were from other religious backgrounds. Okay. So I started questioning myself. No, I think in the world there are different kind of people, not only us are there. Mm-hmm. So I, I became more curious to know more. And once I was uh, traveling to Pakistan, uh, I saw a lot of people who were completely unknown to Hinduism. 
but yeah. they were completely known to Allah and everything and that, and that made me question myself am I really representing as a human being mm -hmm. in the world rather I'm just a, a small uh, you know living in a very small tiny compartment like a thing so I cannot think out of the box yeah so I started questioning myself and then I met one of my uh, school friend um, a very childhood school friend and she said hey you know people can live without religion as well, being free human being. <laughs> so, wow, I thought that's a very good idea. So she gave me some uh, links, uh, especially the Humanist International Youth Wing. It yeah. was called IHEO at that time, International Humanist and Ethical Youth Organization. When so was that? That was in 2001, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that was Almost 20 years ago. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost 20 years ago, yeah. yeah. So, okay. yeah, then I became more interested and I started getting some bulletins from Humanist International, IHEU. They, mm -hmm. they used to publish the bulletins at that time. So okay. I started reading them. So, yeah. yeah, that made me humanist, actually. Oh, okay. Yes. And uh, how did, did your family react? Uh, my mother, my, my father passed away when I okay. was four, so I don't really remember him. But my mo mother don't like me being like humanist. She likes me to be a very religious person, but uh, we really love each other. Okay. But she criti criticizes my ideas. She says sometimes, hey, probably you will go to hell after death. And <laughs> I just make a fun of it. <laughs> I uh, say, don't okay. worry. Someone. But that's the only thing that yes. she, she thinks she will go <laughs> yes. to hell. Yeah. Okay. Because she loves me a lot and yeah. she cares me that, okay, my son at least shouldn't go to the hell. Okay. Uh, of yeah. course, <laughs> she's uh, like uneducated and she is hardly literate person, so mm -hmm. I can understand, you know, her mind. Yeah, why she, why her minds work like that? Yes. Yeah, and she yes. wants to save you. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But and but how is it uh, to be uh, humanist in Nepal? In general, politically, it's okay. There is not a big threat, but there are uh, the fundamentalist group are rising in our country now. Okay. So mm -hmm. which can be a big threat? In yeah. Okay. Hindu fundamentalism? Yes, yeah. mostly because it's completely dominated by Hindu. Yeah. And Nepali um, religious organizations were not that fundamentalist. They were more animist like, mm -hmm. towards uh, worshipping the nature and everything. But later on, all this uh, Indian Hinduism entered into the Nepal, which is yeah. led by some specific person or Babas. They are more fundamentalist. And they are very, very business oriented. So okay. they are coming here so radically and trying to make uh, you know people very radical. But before that, uh, people were not that radical in religion. Of course, they they started worshiping. They were worshiping their ancestors, mm -hmm. and let's say river or sun or plants. So yeah. that kind of uh, living okay. was there even yeah. in my beginning, in my childhood. I remember. But later, we, we are now radicalizing our society, especially the Hindu okay. groups who are coming from India. That, that's a big threat. Um, I'm sure you, you are seeing what's happening in India. Yes. Um, so I think uh, in the long run we will face the same problem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And, and the, is something done about it or is it just uh, how it is here? Yeah, <laughs> nothing is done. Uh, it's, it's irony in our country. Mm. Our prime minister says I don't believe in any God so he doesn't swear in the name of God mm -hmm. <laughs> he openly says he doesn't believe in God yeah. but he goes to different religious functions ah. at the same time so it's a um, 
big paradox. That's strange, yeah. Yeah, it's a big paradox. Yeah. Because your constitution is secular. Uh, it's a secular, yeah. technically. Uh, yes, and um, it's a, yeah, they don't know what is the meaning of secularism. They are spending a lot of money to promote religion so that they can get vote out of it. Okay. Uh, yes, but at least as a humanist, we can access them mm -hmm. and they understand this idea uh, very well because including Prime Minister, they don't uh, mm. believe in God. They openly say at least, they say, I don't believe in God. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so you have access to the politicians? Yeah, we are closely working with them, especially oh, okay. with the member of the parliaments. We yeah, are closely okay. working with them. We work together with them for making a secular constitution, like we started working mm -hmm. from the inici initial phase. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So you were involved. Uh, and what, what do you work with them? Is there any other areas where you also cooperate? Uh, yes. Uh, if uh, we talk about South Nepal as an organization, um, our primary idea was to make a secular constitution, which mm -hmm. is made now. Now we are working against harmful traditional practices, uh, yeah. to which we say Kuriti in Nepali. So in the name of culture or religion, or we can say in the name of, because of the superstition, many many people are being killed just yesterday we were releasing a press release mm -hmm. i will send that to you as well yeah. in three months in every three months in average eight people are killed uh, in the name of let's say witch hunting or okay. or dowry that kind of thing so that's that's a lot just... because you're not that many people <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that's a big number nepal is a small country mm, yes comparison <laughs> in comparison to india yeah. china or other south asian yeah. countries but yeah if we compare the population with european countries i think we are big yeah <laughs> my country yeah. we are only six million so that's very small <laughs> yes, yeah so, yeah okay so you try to work together with the government Yes, uh, we're working against, with them. Yeah. Sometimes they accept us, sometimes they reject our ideas mm -hmm. because they think that we are against the culture of our country. Um, yeah. So how do you try to fight the superstition and the, especially the witchcraft? Uh, we, we have the intervention model, uh, which is uh, like we lobby and advocacy on the policy level, especially for making a law. Mm -hmm. And then we organize the, uh, the victims then, really, yeah. and journalists and other like-minded people in the ground so that they can raise the voice. Okay. And they will also speak about the law and everything. Yeah, so yeah. these are our two intervention okay. uh, strategies. Yeah, because it's against the law, right? Yes. So it's illegal. Not, to, all, uh, not all, but not some all? of oh, okay. them are illegal. Not yeah, okay. All. Yeah, because witch hunting is illegal now. Dow okay. Dowry is illegal, but it's widely practiced. I'm sure so-called major politicians are also practicing the dowry oh, because okay. it's directly linked to economic benefit. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but there are some uh, harmful traditional practices which are really protected by the government. Let's say Kumari, the small so-called living goddess of our country. Mm -hmm. uh, she's not allowed to go to school, she's not allowed to go to hospital, she's not allowed to go to meet her parents. Yes, she's not allowed to leave the, uh, the small the temple. house. Yes. Yeah. So it's really difficult and uh, it's yeah, against... Because I read the, about her. Yes, yeah. It's uh, against the Child Right Convention. Uh, so we have signed it. Yeah, because they're found when they're children. Yes, very yeah. small and uh, if if you hear or if you read the story about how they choose the Kumari, mm. it's horrifying. Like yeah. it's it's you won't believe how many blood will be like. Yeah. Uh, like there would be literally a flood of blood in front of her. The blood of buffalo actually. Oh. It's really crazy. Like yeah. many many animals will be killed in front okay. of her. It's like 
barbaric kind of yeah. uh, scene there. Oh, okay. So. It's for her initiation. Uh, for, for while they're choosing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, they bring a lot of gulls there, like not gull but children there. Yeah. And then the whole rituals will be performed in front okay. of them. So it, it's like literally like barbaric yeah. kind of scene yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. So it's, it's well protected by the government. Yeah. They are okay. funding it and yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, how is it to live as a, now you're involved in a humanist movement, but yeah. is it frowned upon in Nepal to be a non-believer? Sorry, frowned upon. Frowned or is it looked down on to be a non-believer? Does uh, yes. people face some consequences? Uh, mm, not not physically, no. uh, but uh, people try to mentally harass. Okay. But I'm afraid that in long run people will start physically harassing them. Due to the, yeah, yeah, fundamentalism. the fundamentalism yeah, okay. rising in our country. Yeah. You won't believe how fast they are riding, rising in our country. Like They're like literally proselytizing the whole Hindu community of Nepal. How can they, but how is it possible? I don't understand. They how say they can we belong to the same religion. Yeah. So they just come to Nepali population and they just discuss and organize them and make a temple somewhere, invite them and just mm. start proselytizing day by day. Okay. So, yeah, that's how it works. That's a bit scary. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And on the other hand, uh, the Christians are also proselytizing Nepali society very, very fast. It's increasing. Okay. Um, of course, they are really small minority, so there is not a big threat now. But in long run, even the Christian community can be a threat, like mm. uh, yeah, in many ways. Yeah, the so missionaries are coming in. A lot of them from it's, the U.S. Uh, yeah, from the U.S. Mm -hmm. and also yeah, from South Korea kind of places. South Korea. Yeah, okay. They have a very, <laughs> very different kind of Christianity sect there. I don't know the name, but. Okay. and something it's really popular here oh okay yeah. yeah because i've met i've heard a lot about american missionaries in nepal in yes. nepal in asia yes. and also in africa they're yes. all over yeah catholics are literally okay in our country but the the american missionaries are really crazy yeah they're, yeah, they're, they're knocking everyone newborn down. christians yes. pentecostals <laughs> and they're really aggressive yes. uh, when they yeah. they want to convert people yeah they're going to you know individuals house and knocking them and saying hey your god is really bad because the god is not able to treat your headache or cancer or something yeah. believe in my god jesus and he will cure everything for you so people who are like fed up with all the disease and poverty and like everything yeah. they easily like uh, there is a possibility of easily being proselytized yeah so they're targeting those people the poor community the poor, yeah. yeah they're targeting them so it's it's easy to convince them because they're suffering every day so yes they think okay this alternative might help me yeah because you still have a lot of challenges yes. related to poverty also yes of course no, i think that's a big issue like yeah if hinduism didn't have the caste system um, because the so-called lower caste people are converting into the other religion, I can easily understand that. Yeah, because, why? Because why yes. be kept at the bottom of exactly. everything when yes. I can convert yes. into another religion where yeah. I'm treated equally? Exactly. Yeah. So, so they just uh, like to convert. I think it's really understandable. Mm -hmm. uh, and poor people are also converting because they're fed up with all this problem yeah. and they're trying to look some alternative there. Okay. Of course, we don't have a huge budget in our country. If we had a budget and like 
the Christians, yeah. <laughs> American Christians had. I'm sure many people would like to join the humanist organizations as well because many people might be thinking same way, but we are not able to reach them. Yeah. So yeah. Especially that, because there's a history in yeah, this there country. There is a big history. Yeah. There is a big history. So it, it should yeah. be. Yeah. There should be a lot of humanists out yeah. there. <laughs> I'm sure because see we are quite a new organization. We started our organization in 2006. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really gone to the village to village to like, to discuss about the humanism, but still because of the Facebook and everything, there are more than 1,800 people now. So I'm very happy. So yeah, means there are a lot of people who think in similar ways. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Let's see. Okay. And what else do you do in the organization here? Yes. So the next is the governance because mm-hmm. corruption is a big, big, big challenge here. So we work in the governance issue. Uh, and we are work against the untouchability, uh, that yeah. caste system. In the our caste country, system, yeah. Making a policy, and we are also trying to work together with the Humanist International to lobby and advocacy in UN as well, because caste system is such a big problem. Yeah. I think it's more than the racial discrimination because the caste system is from the same race; it doesn't really differ any race. No. So we are lobbying to UN that the caste best problems shouldn't be put under the, under the racial discrimination mm-hmm. because the racial discrimination is a different thing. Oh, okay. And caste-based discrimination is a totally different thing and there are more people suffering from the caste-based discrimination than racial discrimination, number-wise. Because number-wise. India, India is like huge country. Huge, yeah. <laughs> yes. So many people yes. in India, yeah. Yes. And, and then also time. Nepal. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we are working on that as well. If UN, United Nations will start looking at caste system differently, having a different commission, then mm-hmm. I think it would be much more easier to understand the problem. Otherwise, okay. uh, because of this uh, global politics, uh, the racism is dominating the caste system uh, issues. Uh, yeah. So we want yeah. to separate it. Okay. Uh, so that's one of the issues. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you are also a board member of Humanists International. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm working there. It's my second term. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm lucky that I think I was the first uh, board member from Asia to represent in the Humanist International, and that has given me a lot of exposure mm. uh, to make a lot of friends like you from different places yeah. and understand the world, because it's almost impossible for a person from developing country to go to different places and understand how the humanist community works. Uh, but Humanist International has given me that platform yeah. to understand uh, the movement, to under- understand uh, the issues for the advocacy. Uh, that's a big thing. And uh, that is also giving me a uh, very strong blood to work in my own country as yeah. well. Yes. Yeah, so, and it's also given, uh, yes. given some can also give some more exposure for at the yeah. international level yes. uh, yeah. on what's going on in Nepal and in yes. Asia. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. why the rules were changed. So there yes. have to be a representative from Asia exactly. in the board. Yeah. Right? So that's very helpful. Like because I was in the board of Humanist International, I was invited just three days ago or something by the American embassy because they are working in this religious freedom issue. I'm sure you are yes. aware of it. Yeah. And there was the ambassador on religious freedom issue who came to Nepal and he wanted to meet me and discuss about what's mm-hmm. happening. I'm sure it's because of the profile in Humanist International and also he thanked Humanist International for promoting this idea. Okay. So that helps a lot to, yeah. to uh, make the profile and then also make the voice 
mm. uh, in the international yeah. uh, community. And also get some inspiration, I guess. A lot, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. yeah, in Denmark we also have, the foreign minister has appointed an ambassador for ah, okay. freedom of thought. Great. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in December, there's a South Asian uh, group to promote for freedom of religion mm. and belief. So in uh, December they are going to organize one program in Thailand. So they have invited me as a speaker there uh, to discuss okay. about what's that's happening nice. in Asia. Yeah. So, these profiles are given by the Humanist International, yeah. definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very helpful for me personally and also to make the voice among mm. the human, uh, for the Humanist community here. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, and in the 2021 there will be a General Assembly yeah. here in Kathmandu. Yeah, we are hosting it <laughs> and we are very excited uh, mm -hmm. for that so that we can bring the international community here yeah. and we discuss about all this ideas, humanist ideas, and our idea is to bring the Prime Minister there as a chief guest, yeah. so he will understand the issue internationally. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So we have talked to him, he said yes, but I don't know if he will be the Prime Minister or not at that time. Oh, you have an <laughs> so election before? No, there is no election, but our governments are really unstable, and also, okay. also the current Prime Minister is very, very sick. He is like suffering from a lot of diseases, he has to do the kidney dialysis I think every oh, two times yeah. a week or so, it, it's really difficult for so him to... So his health is declining, yeah. Very badly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. So how is the... So you said that... So you said there was no election? Uh, no, the election is happening on time. The okay. election will um, be in 2020, 22, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. So there's uh, election is happening after okay. that. If the same Prime Minister will remain in the power, mm. he has already given the word that okay. he will come. Okay. And we will do the partnership with the, the Tourism uh, tourism Board of Nepal. So yeah. we have talked to them, but there is no legal sign happening okay. yet. And also with the, the Nepal Academy, which is really a major organization in our mm -hmm. country, which promotes the literature in many ways. So, yeah, okay. so we, we do the partnership with the mm. government, yeah, definitely. Of course. Yes. I guess there will be a lot of attendees that would like to do some. I hope so. And <laughs> everyone is invited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's not that expensive country, so no. I think uh, people won't lose that much money when they come. And also no. we will organize some travel and trekking mm. uh, things so that uh, it would be not only the humanist conference, but also seeing big mountains exactly. and lakes. Yeah, and I just rivers. came from... Yeah. Looking at Fishtail Mountain, <laughs> oh, so, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. <Right. laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really beautiful country. It is. It's really beautiful and the mountains are the awesome thing uh, Nepal has got actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I'm, my guess is that it's high on a lot of people's bucket list yes. to visit Nepal. Yes. <laughs> and also uh, it, it will be in the October, in mm. the November 1st, so that's the best time to visit Nepal and also that's a festival time. So yeah. uh, if people like Holi, Holi is a colorful uh, festival, so mm. everyone will be putting the color in everyone's oh, okay. face. So, <laughs> uh, so it's not actually English Holi, <laughs> but mm. we have Holi, like we also say Falgu Purnima. So okay. that, calls, that festival is really big festival. That's yeah. one day festival but like full of color. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that will be the time. Sounds yeah. great. I hope I'll be able to join. Please. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's still two years from now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back to uh, talking about the future in Nepal. You're seeing the fundamentalists are growing. 
Yes, fundamentalists are growing, but um, humanists are also growing, oh, okay. and they are being organized. Uh, it's happening very slowly. Mm -hmm. Humanists are, you know, organizing very slowly because, of course, the fund and outreach matters. Um, so they are also increasing. The humanists yeah. are also increasing. So which is also a good sign. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. So there could be some kind of counterbalance. Yes. Uh, against the yeah. fundamentalists, yeah. and hopefully they will decline again. Um, hope so, mm. but um, I think not in near, near future in our no. country. At least for 20, 30 years, we have to struggle a lot. Oh, okay. At least for 20, yeah. 30 years. Then we just have to <laughs> keep fight, keep on fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for in interviewing me. <laughs> You're and, welcome. Uh, I'm sure Nepal has become very rough for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you for coming to yeah. Nepal and uh, also in Denmark one day because you are also hosting yes. a very big event <laughs> in there. Four yes. Yes, yeah. In four years. Yeah. So hope to see you there. Hope to see you <laughs> in my town. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. In order to continue the podcast, I need funding. Remember, you can support Babelfish by becoming a Patreon. You can follow Babelfish on Facebook and Instagram. You'll find the links in the episode description. Until next time, be a happy human.